special technique of shadow boxing. first thing they want to do is they want to seize the narrative of history. You see that over and over again, whether it's Mao or Stalin or Hitler, Pol Pot, whoever it is, you take control of the narrative of history. That's very important. And that's what they're attempting to do here. Every nation in every region now has a decision to make. Either you are with us or you are with the terrorists. It's right fucking in front of us. Like, it's right there. We came... We saw, he died. <laughs> Damn, that's a cold-ass honky. These things are obvious, right? I, I don't run around saying, you know, I'm smarter than everybody when it comes to politics, or I'm even smart. The whole point of this show is that you don't have to be smart to see what's fucking wrong with our system. That's how messed up it is. Who has put pubic hair on my coke? Let me start off with two words. Made in America. Made in America. I gotta fart real bad and I gotta shit real bad and I'm afraid if I fart I'm gonna shit. Free fries when you get vaccinated? Um, I got vaccinated. You're saying I can get this? You delicious fries? Wait a minute. But there's also a, a burger element to this? I'm not retarded, but I like rocks. I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Got fired. And they put in place someone who was solid. Listen, fuckhead. You have fucking crossed the line. Get that through your goddamn fucking head. I tell you, you take on the intelligence community. They have six ways from Sunday of getting back at you. So even for a practical, supposedly hard-nosed businessman, he's being really dumb to do this. It's bullshit. Oh, you can't shame them. You can't call them stupid. You can't call them silly guys. Yes, they are. In my line of work, you got to keep repeating things over and over and over again for the truth to sink in, to kind of catapult the propaganda. You sit on a throne of lies. And if you're going to infiltrate some cell somewhere, or a terrorist cell, you have to deal with people that are willing to betray their country, people that are willing to betray their friends, people that want money or other things, and it's not pleasant. You stupid, ignorant, son of a bitch, dumb bastard! Jesus Christ, I met some dumb bastards in my time, but you outdo them all. All over the place is people who care about looking good while doing evil. Fuck them. What are you talking about? America is not going to be destroyed. Never. Rome was destroyed. Greece was destroyed. Persia was destroyed. Spain was destroyed. All great countries are destroyed. Why not yours? What a shame. That a few bad apples have to spoil a good time for everyone by breaking the rules. The revolution will be broadcast. So, what do we do now? You guys want to smoke some drugs? And welcome to another Monday Night Master Debaters. Man, the, the world is wild. Uh, Groundhog Day is not till Friday, but we got two more weeks of Taylor Swift from yesterday, and I am disappointed, man. I'm so over all this nonsense in the mainstream, and then you get Vince McMahon and the WWE debacle over there. I mean, God, man, there's just wild stuff going on, and not even to mention, we got a standoff down in Texas that could be one of the biggest distractions ever. 
So don't get distracted. Tonight, we got something much more interesting to talk about. I got two great guests along with my Ryans, and we're going to hammer on Organite tonight, you know, free energy, natural, you know, electromagnetism, all good stuff. None of this dark nonsense that's out there. So let's go around first. And I'm not, is it Telestai, Cristobal? Yes. Yeah, it is. Telestai creation. Yeah. So, and we, we've DM before and I, I didn't even put two and two together until a couple minutes ago when you were DMing <laughs> me about tonight. And I'm, I'm so happy you could join us, man. Welcome. Yeah. Thank you. And then we have Isaac, my Oregon. Hi. What's up, brother? Ryan, Ryan, you come highly recommended from Ryan. Oh, well, thank you so much. It was quite a fun podcast we did about a week ago. Um, I recommend everyone check it out. It's a good precursor to this episode. Yeah, it was good. And anybody that didn't check it out, what was it, like a week or two ago, right, Ryan? Yeah, it was about a week ago. Yeah, maybe two weeks ago at this point. But yeah, yeah. Fun, fun conversation, man. I learned a ton. I didn't do a ton of talking, but I, I absolutely learned a lot. See, but that's the game plan tonight. I don't plan on talking much. I plan on letting these two run with it. And, you know, we'll be the peanut gallery that chimes in a little bit because yeah. it, this is such a cool topic. And uh, I haven't dug that deep into it. Like I, I was saying before the show, our, our friend Nico from Upstate Unconventional is has been, you know, making this stuff for a while now and shared a couple pieces with me. And I swear by it. I got I got this little... Uh, this little pyramid here that I was showing the guys before and I threw it in my vase of my plant that was struggling. Now the thing's just leafing all over the place. It's, it's amazing what this stuff can do. And I want to hear some more from these guys who know a hell of a lot more than anyone I've ever talked to before. So, and we have Ryan from Nuttis and friends. What's up, man? I'm doing good. Happy to be here as always. And yeah, Chris uh, Telesta, he was on my podcast recently. It was a great episode too. So we've got a little bit of a face-off here. Ryan's got his guest. I got my guest. And Chris, I hope you don't let me down here. <laughs> oh, it's an exciting topic. Uh, I've been in the health business many years, and I got pulled into the energy device business soon in and was really humbled. You know, lots of things that, you know, we can give all kinds of explanations to were pretty much instantly solved using energy devices. And it, it can absolutely be one of the fastest, one of the fastest and most impactful Things that we could add in, I think a lot of us should go all in with these devices, not just Orgone, but that'll be the focus today. But still, I've got some Orgone in front of me. These things are collectible, and we have to defend ourselves against the EMF that's out there. And this is one of the powerful tools that we do have. Yeah, and one of the things I saw today that was fascinating, I saw in a neonatal unit, they were using frequency for the babies, and they were using healing frequencies and, and musical instruments at certain frequencies to help soothe, heal, you know, calm the babies. And I think that ties in kind of to what, you know, Chris and Isaac are bringing tonight, right? It's all that, that natural connect. And one of the things I'm big on and to, to people that don't listen, it's, you know, I'm big on what's going on right now is the disconnect from the natural world and they want to get us into their synthetic world, you know, from the food you eat to the the entertainment you consume to the air you're breathing, it, it's all synthetic. And what, you know, what these two gentlemen are going to bring is natural. And that's what I love is, is that connection with nature, you know, the natural ways of life and the way we're supposed to be not bombarded constantly with, with waves and, and negative, 
it should be positive and and there's ways to do it and chris isaac i'll uh if any of you guys want to take it have have at it um really quick um about the tensor tech just kind of like random thing that i kind of saw like a like a couple days ago there's a a friend of mine who one of his customers he went to the british museum and he sent us pictures that um there's bracelets that looked exactly like tensor rings like the twisting and everything like it was completely identical to a tensor ring and it just goes to like show that this is really an ancient technology that we're just kind of rediscovering in our era oh totally i completely agree with you i i don't think that we were recording when you when you were showing that that thing oh. were we recording that that yeah is that's what you're no, talking about? So no what that's what yeah i definitely wanted you to uh to show this device because this is quite a device here now what do you have there so this is called uh harmonizer and it's made off the principles of tensor or tensor rings and so this is called an acuvac coil in the center which it, this side the bottom would be sucking in negative energy and the uh, top side would be pushing out life force energy so essentially you have a torus field that's a non-stop cleansing action huh. and this kind of gets into um the guy who rediscovered this is called slim sperling he also had this book right here where he talks about it too where in denver he cleared the air pollution and he pretty much just used sound throughout the entire thing just sound in these devices Kind of getting back into like Wilhelm Reich, what he was doing. Yes. Yeah, tensor technology and organ technology are really similar. Um, you have the the very basic uh, principles of electromagnetism and how the positive and the negativity um, is able to transmute the energy when you transmute it from a negative energy to a positive energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Now. Yeah. With this, I see a lot of tensor rings, and I see you have one around your neck, Chris, even. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> can you explain a little what the device is doing? So, essentially, within a tensor ring is an infinite source of energy that is not electric nor magnetic. It would fall under the scalar energy or life force energy field. And so, Slim Sperling, he ended up doing tests where he would... um. You know, he could structure water with it. He would notice that the water would taste different. Uh, recently, this guy named Twisted Sage, he did uh, lab studies with it. And he noticed that if you have a tensor ring and it's treating water, it would increase the pH. It made the water weigh less and essentially just gave it a crystalline structure. But also one of the most interesting things was um about the tensor tech, not a lot of people talk about is the fact that Slim Sperling was trying to kind of get at free energy with it. Because essentially, you have an infinite source of energy coming through like the center of the ring. And if there was a way to convert the scalar into electricity, I mean, you'd pretty much have a room temperature superconductor. Mm. Wow. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, kind of where I come from in a lot of the research that I do looking at the old world is looking at a lot of the architecture and you see a lot of the similar elements in the architecture that you see in these devices that are, whether they're energy harnessing, whether they're converters, 
it's it's a very similar structure. And then you look at the materials that they used to use. And that's where I, I start to really see this, this big difference where, you know, post early 1900s, materials totally change, designs totally change. You go from, you know, beautiful looking, aesthetically pleasing and, and even geometrically sound in a lot of ways with the architecture to this very, and, and they call it brutal architecture. It's just square. Uh, it, it's not, and, and, and there's something to that almost. So I have heard people talk about the creativity, you know, with that, that blandness, that brutalness of it, it, it kills the creative nature of people. Yeah, I agree. And I think Ryan was the one who posted that um, red bricks can actually hold an electrical charge. I remember a long time ago, I think Ryan posted that as well. So it's interesting, especially like I know when I went to Mexico, there was a bunch of uh, Tartarian architecture that still had all red brick throughout the churches. Yeah, and you'll notice a lot on, on them also there's you know, on the exterior, there's a copper line that runs from the highest point all the way down into the ground. Stuff that would look like this, too. Yes. Exactly like this. That was actually a question I wanted to ask after doing our podcast. Do you think, uh, because for the audience and even for, for Matt and Ryan, if you didn't know this tensor technology, I'm pretty sure that it uh, kind of hinges on the length of the materials that are used. They use these sacred, these sacred measurements. So I yeah. was going to ask, are there any of these coiled type of tensor ring or coils? Is that something we would see on these old buildings? We've seen a lot of different designs on top of these churches and stuff. They call it the Antiquitec, but is it actually incorporating tensor technology? I would assume that some of the old world buildings are definitely cut to sacred measurements or probably based off the principles of it, because I know the pyramids were, and I wouldn't doubt that the structures themselves wouldn't or wouldn't be built without the sacred measurements as well but that would yeah. be something that i would kind of want to like check and pretty much i'd have to be on site with like a ruler well they pulled a lot of it down right yeah a lot of the buildings they just even pulled the roofs <laughs> off and the spires for no reason really mm -hmm. castration essentially right i mean it's yeah. just disconnecting them unplugging them so, so, so we just we gotta have yeah. a flat roof yeah Okay, four forty. Yep. Yeah, that, yeah, that was the change from the sacred four thirty two hertz frequency to the four forty. The Rockefellers, baby. Hey, you know, with, with talking about the red bricks, is there a, a, a you know, like, is it known why the red bricks would would be so beneficial? Is it a frequency? I'm assuming, but material. So, it, okay. It's the composition of the brick. It's like even even if you look at some of the old. Uh, granite right it has a lot of quartz in it sure it's, very, it's a very conductive rock okay so that's what's in in the brick some of the, whatever the material was they were making the brick with you know and 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 that's true even with uh concrete right there's sure. yeah because yeah, the yeah you have the water the crystalline structure of the water is gonna cause an electrical charge inside of the piece itself yeah, I, I guess I'm just wondering, like, if color plays a part of it, too. You know what I mean? Because we saw this whole thing in Hawaii where, like, blue stuff, like, you know, the similar color to, like, what, what Matt's wearing there, a little lighter. But, like, you know, none of this stuff was getting touched by these supposed directed energy weapons. So I wonder if, like, color, because you, you specifically said red brick. So that's why I was just curious. You know, obviously, yeah. the materials would matter the most. 
but you wonder if colors could be more conductive than others too because they obviously give off a frequency right so i don't know it's just to me it, it's it's just something that i was kind of just thinking out loud here yeah because it even says here right it says the red pigment of bricks converted into a plastic compound can be used uh, to conduct and store electricity so there's something about the color that's uh, because of the iron in it though that's why it's red. yeah i was going to say probably yeah. the red iron yeah and that's what it says yeah the iron oxide it dissolves into iron oxide that's actually one of the biggest key ingredients in my orgone where um, it's pretty dark because my light just recently broke. But if you can kind of see, um, damn it, I think the light is a little too strong. But like this one's not, oh, I'm trying to see. But you see pictures on social media or something? Yeah, this is kind of my new my new formula. But this is, I use a lot of red iron oxide. A ton of it pretty much enough to like the whole pyramid it looks like brown huh. and also um what's interesting about orgone is um i know when i went down the whole orgone rabbit hole and i was thinking it was not like what it was three years ago um i came across the ram documents the the military's version of their organite which they call radiation absorbent material and they pretty much um they coat their brand new fighter jets in it. They have um, rooms that the, there's like rooms full of pyramids that are just like probably like 10 feet tall. And it's just like an entire room full of pyramids all around. It just seems uh, like a, they, they'll also coat their uh, jets uh, up at high altitudes and they'll um, they'll coat them with this organite material so it uh, doesn't absorb the radiation. Yeah. Yeah. And. They actually kind of are, if you kind of read between the lines in the orgone terms, you kind of see that they go off the principles of inorganic and organic matter. So they'll talk about how they use uh, graphene and they'll also use carbon. But one of the purest sources of carbon would be shungite. So that would be a key ingredient inside of orgone as well. But I hand crush all my crystals and pretty much like there's around seven different crystals inside of this, but I hand crush it all into a fine powder. Wow. Mm. I mean, it, it's beautiful too. Not only, you know, from a functional standpoint, but aesthetically, man, it's just a beautiful piece. Yeah. Thank you. Now, do you use resin in it also? Yeah, I use resin. There's also some people in the community who, um, they actually use concrete instead of resin. And I know, um, specifically people who i know who are into it like that are very heavy into it that aren't public with it they use concrete but they use concrete from portland oregon because the concrete from portland oregon specifically has the highest quartz content out of almost all the um concretes mm. wow thank you for telling me that's a 40 minute drive i'll find some <laughs> yeah well, that's it. it's interesting that that the Portland would do that because, ironically, the name of the cement that replaced the old or concrete is the Portland cement, and and it wasn't from Portland, Oregon. Obviously, it was from England, but uh, that was the cement that that replaced the Roman concrete mm -hmm. and and kind of changed the game. And so it's ironic that Portland, Oregon, would now have all those. And that's great for you, right, Isaac? That's right up the road. 
Yeah, I know for sure. It's like a, it's a hop, skip and a jump away. I'll have to find somebody who's a distributor in high quartz content concrete and get some creations with it. I usually use just um, high shrink rate epoxy and I'll, my, my mixture specifically usually are, I've got some steel inside of this and I have some monoatomic gold and some copper at the top and um, also a clear quartz inside as well. And so this will all squeeze together and then it'll cause the clear quartz crystal to uh, conduct electricity when it's squeezed because it's uh, piezoelectric. Mm. Would you guys say that the quality of organite is basically equivalent, uh, even though you guys are using different materials? But I think part of the episode there, here so would be to inform I, people that there's a lot of there's a lot of fake stuff out there. There's a lot of junk out there. So both of you guys are following a high standard. It looks like, but you're using yeah. different materials. Could you jump in for sure? Uh, there's um, so Carl Wells um, is the inventor of the uh, fine mixture of the iron ore and the uh, quartz powders. I've actually made a uh, a Giza pyramid that has that same exact mixture. I, I've, I put a large amount of materials for myself because it's a oh. one of the more popular ways that you can make organite with. People uh, have had debates for a long time on whether you should use metal flakes or if you should use yeah, metal inside of the pieces itself. I, I personally, I'll use both or I'll just use, um, make sure that my epoxy has like a uh, monoatomic gold inside of it. It makes it an electrical superconductor. And then I'll make the, um, all of the steel and the shavings just packed into the brim at the top. You, you have to like, if you are looking for any sort of orgone online, if, if it doesn't look like it's packed full of electricity or of uh, metals, then it's not true orgone or, or it can also have the shavings and the powders as well. Um, but don't, don't buy any of the stuff that looks like it's just full of crystals and stuff. I would even argue most of them are just plastic pieces of stuff that are made by child labor in India or something. Not good energy to bring into your home. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you're going to yeah. find a lot of plastic crystals online, especially Amazon yeah. and AliExpress and whatnot. And I assume that a lot of these pyramids now are coming from there. And you're right. They look just like crystals. And since the crystals are in plastic resin, essentially, it's really, really hard, if not impossible, to tell if it's actually a crystal. And many times it's probably not. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. as you pointed out to me, Chris, that when you grind it up, you increase the surface area big time. So having a bunch of big, pretty crystals in it is pretty but it's less functional because you want more surface area. Yeah, and that's kind of kind of the idea I kind of run off usually. But then there are some people where they say if you use powder, it could cause stagnant energy. Yeah. And that's kind of where I always throw in tensors inside of all my work. Hmm. But yeah, I've I pretty much I still make orgone, but I pretty much just stepped into the realms of like the harmonizers cuz for me the orgone I don't know if you've done this, but um, I was just really trying to brainstorm how could I kick up orgone to a next level. And if you attach a grounding wire to mm -hmm. the actual orgone and you ground it through your outlet, I've noticed that it makes some strong chem busting effects. Oh, that's incredible. So what I've been utilizing is uh, there's a some vortex mathematics that this guy named Marco Rodin created. Oh, yeah, the and Rodin coil. He created, yeah, the Rodin coil. Actually, I got my Rodin coil today. Uh, it was oh, shipped nice. to me from well, and but I also put them inside of my orgone pieces. If you want to have an upgrade, you can I have a Rodin coil included. And there's two copper wires that are, that'll stick out of that that you can hook up to a frequency generator or you could hook up to a grounding wire and you can ground them through like you were just talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I usually, um, so usually when I make these, there's something called a sucker punch that I put inside 
which was later discovered by someone named Don Croft. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't use usually the because there's the normal fifteen hertz zappers, but I've also came into contact with a lot of people um, who will use aux cords and will use frequency generators to actually run these devices mm-hmm. to pulse out the the scalar field yeah, and. I've noticed that's probably the best way of chem busting, at least for my stance where I don't sometimes I'll try not to use like laptops and stuff because I've had weird times where I'm switching up the frequencies or I'm pretty much bombarding. It's almost like um like a frequency war where these devices have to kind of out out almost almost like out cancel their frequency. So sometimes it's a it's like a common phenomenon in like the orgone community where you can actually get like black uh, Cessna choppers that just kind of roam around your house, like just kind of circle. And I there's definitely some sort of radar that they have that they can pick up on it. And I know people all over the world that this this has happened to. And it's no, not just because they're getting lost or because they're trying to see where. those pyramids are at or wherever the orgones at i think it's they're pretty much picking up some sort of reading because this has happened to my friends in australia my friends in the u.s i have a friend who he has about like six of these running in his house with um all connected to like a thousand dollar frequency generator that he uses and he had like a black military chopper just hover over his house like so they're actively right like trying to seek out what is what is throwing off their radar. Like, is, is this what you're saying? Like, they're so if, if these to... stories are true, it's probably more of an intimidation tactic because yeah. you would think that That's it's fine. probably pretty easy to break in on these people, especially consider I'm picturing these are nerds. <laughs> you know, probably pretty easy to bust the door <laughs> down and steal their organizer, track them for literally one day. When they go to work and just get their stuff. Yeah, it's got to be intimidation. That's what I was asking. Is If it's 100% legit, I'm sure there's a lot of people who say that it happened sort of to be cool and whatever. And there probably is some cases that are real. Mm -hmm. Well, when you hook up a device to a high, like to electricity, it amplifies the scalar field that's coming off of it to a large amount. And so those scalar energies are going to be able to be detected by the certain organizations that are aware of said energies, which is not any public sort of organizations that you'll know about, but they're still there and they're monitoring things to a certain level on the note of censorship. Uh, Ryan and I talked about a website called www.worldwithoutparasites.com on our last podcast. And I looked up the website today and it officially is forbidden and taken down, which it was the website of Don Croft. And I tried to Google it and it's completely gone. You can't see it at all. It's And so it's active censorship to the community. It's trying to threaten and like scare people around you you they don't want you to be looking into this stuff and they know that there's no way they can refute the knowledge so they're just going to try and scare you and fly a chopper above your head or something like that well and for the sake too uh both both you know isaac and chris like you you know anyone of matt's listeners that hasn't heard either ryan or i's episodes with you guys who is don croft because that's an important part of all this stuff so who is that guy 
Don Croft is the um he is the pioneer of the steel and epoxy and crystal mixture of organite. He created the gifting movement, which he had a lot of people going to different cell towers or important military operation zones and gifting organite devices to try and help cancel certain things. If you go on certain uh, there's a, a website that has all of his uh, all of Don's memoirs and diaries, and it talks about many amazing adventures he had and he talked about like gifting organite inside of the oceans and watching dolphins deliver it to certain areas. And he had a, a wife called Carol Croft, who she was a proclaimed psychic and was able to help read the energies and help improve certain things. And she watched on an energetic level the different things that would happen and change in the environments. And they mm. passed away in the last five years or so. And I, I actually, in my at my website, www.organ, O-R-E-G-O-N-dash-I-T-E.com, uh, my banner says the etheric war is not over blah 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 every action that you do of love is going to continue to help make this win and uh the website used to say the etheric war is over as of december of 2023 all of the organite devices have been bricked or taken down from don croft's mission and a bunch of other stuff but you can't access the website anymore so yeah, yeah. I, I think that we screenshotted that in my episode when we talked about that. Because, yeah, so you're saying that it's yeah. different from, like, two weeks ago. Oh, yeah, it's no, gone. We, we just, yeah, it's gone. Hold look, on. okay. you don't have access to it. Like, you can't look it up anymore after. I wonder if it's on archive uh, on the Wayback Machine. That maybe... You know, we saw this. I mean, I, yeah, I... no, you you I pulled saw... it up on your video. You, pro you probably have the video still. Yeah, I do have the video. It's on uh, Patreon. Yeah, and I think I think um, the topic of orgone is probably one of the deepest topics I've came across. And that's pretty much just because kind of just scratch the pyramid resin stuff like out your head. Like uh, Don Croft, I mean, Wilhelm Reich was talking about how Earth essentially being invaded by parasitic entities and how deserting the the desert zones in the area or in on our planet are not natural whatsoever it's completely artificial yeah and mm -hmm. he would talk about uh on his book how he would aim his cloud buster at supposed stars ladies and gentlemen welcome back oh and they would uh start to fade out things like that that are really interesting and also how um wilhelm reich is still the only man in u.s history where the FDA sanctioned a book uh, book burning for, yep. And he it was not the first country to sanction a book burning for him. Uh, Germany also burned all of his books as well. And when he was uh, he at the there. last couple, the last year of his life, he was in the Death Valley, Arizona, and he had a bunch of cloudbusters that he was aiming up at the sky. It was a desert over there, and it hadn't rained in over fifty years. And after months, he uh, and over a televised news experience they've viewed and they saw the rain come down for the first time in 50 years. And a month later, a year later, he was thrown in jail at contempt in court. He tried to prove his theories, but they just threw him and locked him in anyways. And he died and they burned all of his material. And thank the Lord, there have been people who have been pioneering his work. James DeMeo actually, and Ashland Oregon here has done amazing research and pioneering all of his technology. And he has a biophysical research lab that has been dedicated to uh, keeping up the work of Wilhelm Reich and, improving his theories after his death now can you see this or no yep. it's black on my screen so yeah, yeah. this is what what yeah, uh talking about here man it, it, you know same website just a couple a couple weeks ago mm -hmm. yeah and that yeah so this is the crafts website initially 
That's bizarre that they would take that down. Right after our episode, Ryan. Right after our podcast. It it gave me the heebie-jeebies today. (laughs) That's wild. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Weird, weird. Now, when you say, Chris, you say chem busting before. Can you explain Mm -hmm. that? So, essentially, these tools have the ability to just essentially clear out any unwanted weather, kind of just restore natural weather patterns. And there's also really interesting theory. This lady who wrote this book, her name is um, Sharon Daphna. Maybe, I don't know if any of you guys have heard of her, but she actually talks about how some of the chemtrail planes could be holograms. And I thought this was complete utter BS, but I've had a friend of mine who is a big skeptic on any conspiracy where I was just talking with him and we were staring at a plane and it just completely disappeared. And it was like an actual, just normal plane. Really? Yeah. And I've seen a few where, you know, a few videos and and a lot of it is probably fake, but like you see helicopters that freeze the frozen planes. Yeah. yeah frozen I got planes. beat up for posting frozen planes and I kept posting them. <laughs> they kept showing up, man. What do you want? Yeah, and then especially like, they got to be. They're either glitches or holograms. Yeah, they can't. This can't be a, a real plane. Yeah, Sorry. and especially like when people start talking about like who are the pilots, who who's controlling all these you know chemtrail planes. It kind of just makes me question even more that you know there is some possibility to at least holograms, and I think. I think they well, very well have the technology to do that. I think, sure. well, pretty much their oh, technology totally. is on a whole on a whole different scale of what they well, can do. And regardless of what it is, I, we we all know we live in a frequency war. And regardless of what they're hitting us with, it's it's a battle between the the destruction of humanity, the entropic force of destruction, and the syntropic force of creation. And when Wilhelm Reich was working with in the Death Valley, he would claim to see UFOs just blip and appear in his right in front of him, and it would suck the humidity out of the air, and then they would just disappear. And whatever it is, regardless of what all of this stuff is, it's just destroying our planet. It's destroying our environment. It's literally taking the life force out of everything around us. And I, I don't care. Like wh- whoever's running it, they need to stop it. Like it's not I cool. If, I don't know if you guys can see this, but the lady in the book says when she was gifting Orgone, she took this picture of what was hovering over them around her area when they were gifting Orgone. It looks like a worm or a snake. Yeah. A parasite. That, yeah, yeah, a parasite. Exactly. That was in the air. Wow. And this yeah. kind of gets into like the whole parasitic entities and stuff like that. But she She's a big proponent of a lot of the planes or holograms or could be holograms masking something else. So what about like the idea of them being drones? I actually had this conversation just, you know, on Instagram recently. But what if they're just like autopilot drones? Because you you think like what kind of human being would fly these things when they know that they're poisoning like just the entire human race? But what yeah. if they're just drones with on autopilot? They could be drones. I think some are. I think some are, yeah. That's the most logical thing over... There's so many of them. Yeah. Sure, but I mean, it makes more sense to me that they're drones over holograms, you know? And I'm not shitting on the theory of of them being holograms. It's very possible, obviously. 
But like, um, you know, in, in that movie, and it, it's been mentioned so much lately, but, you know, leave the world behind that plane that's leave that's uh, dropping those leaflets um, with the death to America in Arabic. That was a, a unmanned drone that they say that that's what it was in the movie. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of predictive programming in that. Right. With mm -hmm. the Obamas as the as the uh, executive producers and whatnot. But just to me, I, I, I think that it's like that's the easiest answer is that they're just unmanned autopilot drones. I don't know. It would I be easier to contain it. Yeah, I was there is say. pictures of crews who are on the planes and stuff. But yeah, you would think it would be a little bit harder to contain people talking about it. I know military families, I guess they tend to be tight lipped, but they're proud. They're hell. proud prideful of what they're doing there's got to be so many thousands of pilots man this is such a big thing and then there is people who say that they kind of travel around too they don't hit the same area over and over again they blast one area for a little while and then move over to a different part of the country and i don't know it still seems like there's a lot of people and i don't like that argument like oh so many people would have to be in on it for in order for it to be true but in this case it's it's pretty literally true you have to know what you're doing and they even have the uh the pilot patches right that we've all seen that if if they're real they they they're like chemtrail crew or whatever, you know, like they're proud to be involved in it and they know what they're doing. It's just when you start putting tens of thousands of people in there, this this shouldn't be a conspiracy theory, basically. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, man, I guess uh, it, it wouldn't like a lot of people, if you're chosen to be a part of something like that, maybe you feel like you're you're one of them or something, you know, like you, you feel like you got a special place in their new system. You know that I just couldn't imagine doing that, man. Like it, someone, someone you're breathing the same air. It's weird. It's weird yeah, to spray poison over your own families, and you're doing it to your own kids. Yeah, that's yeah. You, you, you can't control who's getting affected by it. And like, like I was saying, you know, you could give me a lot of money, man. I wouldn't do that kind of shit. Well, uh, compartmentalization shit. of information is very powerful. But it says chemtrail on their patch, man. Like they're not. This is one thing that's it does not seem to be a secret. And it's most of the time they say it's for the purpose of either controlling the weather or for climate change rate right, to block the sun. And, you know, both of those things, I think any average person could look at and be like, this is like a cartoon sketch. You know, this isn't this isn't smart yeah. to mess around with the world. But there's a lot of people, too, that just want to be on the side of the government for whatever reason. And if oh, they're yeah. told by their higher ups, their bosses that make them feel like they're in the know of this secret program that's benefiting humanity, they're going to do it. You know, like I, I used to host a show with someone that I feel like would do some really horrible things, you know, not because he actually thinks that he's doing anything horrible. It's because he was fooled into doing them by swindlers and people that can talk really fucking well. Look at Obama. Look at look at the Bushes. I mean, you know. Reagan, all these people are phenomenal speech givers. Adolf Hitler, like phenomenal speakers. And mm -hmm. like they, they can trick people into doing this stuff. Yeah. And that doesn't and, even uh, get into like the old studies, right? I mean, you look at some of the old group studies, like the electroshock therapy study, you know, where you start getting into groups and that peer pressure of of mixing in with the group. It, right. I mean, this is a science they have it down to that the the uh -huh manipulation mind control uh, of humans i mean they they've been doing yeah. this decades you know what do you think tamastock is you know yep one of the yeah. biggest things that um reich going back to reich he like he was so big of a such a big proponent about the oregon energy but before that he was a psychotherapist and he was talking about like the healing the soul and the consciousness and 
they realize that the consciousness connection with the orgone energy and stuff like that is amplified. And all of his research with sexual healing, uh, the CIA took that after uh, he came over to the U.S. And they created the Montauk Project based off of it, and they perverted his ideologies, and mm. they did horrible stuff to children and activated psychic abilities inside of them. They'll take positive things that are meant for healing, and they'll just destroy it, and they will just absolutely pervert everything. It's just, it's just the horrible nature of the evil. And then they glorify yeah. it in Stranger Things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. I was reading the, the Montauk book, uh, or book I was told to get. And in the Montauk Project book that I got, they mentioned Rife many times, or Reich many, many times. Yeah. Yeah, it was, <clears throat> yeah, really interesting. But they don't, they don't off you for no reason, right? Yeah. They don't suppress you for no reason. If, it's anything that causes a ruffle to them that will impact either their power or their purse. You got to go. And, and that's yeah. one of the things. And what's most frustrating about, you know, the awakening of many people recently is that fact that they start looking around and they realize that the majority of the food that they've been, you know, uh, in with is, is commercialized is garbage you know your water has been poisoned and most people didn't understand that your your air is poisoned your education system is poisoned you know it's all these little tools that they've they've slowly over time manipulated and put in their advantage and you know i'm i'm thankful for people like you guys that are doing things actively to try and put up a fight right because most people a, they don't care, and B, they don't have time, you know, or at least in their mind, they don't have, that's the excuse is, you know, I got to work my job, I got to take care of my family, and then I only have an hour or two every night. I don't have time to look into frequencies, you know, I'm, I'm fine, I'm healthy, I'm young. Mm. They don't look at the big picture, though, at, at what what's being done. Yeah. Well, meanwhile, their energy is being stolen, and they might, they don't realize that looking at your energy uh, the hippies are right. Looking at your energy and controlling your energy is actually going to take back your power or at least help you take back your life, take control of your life. Everything that they do, they, you know, the big bad they, is to distort or steal our energy, you know, straight up. So everything that's fed to us in the mainstream media in all formats, uh, written, audio, and video, all of it is is basically meant to, again, uh, enslave us. It's so that, uh, our, but it's enslaving our energy, enslaving our attention into all that nonsense. We could mm -hmm. just switch that and use our abundant internal energy that we do have uh, for good for our own life, for building our own life, living a good life. Part, part of that is Oregon. It seems like we're going off track here, but no, this is part no. of it. I well, guess and... hippies are never right. Sorry, I, Isaac, <laughs> Brian, the hippies are never right. We can't well, we? Can't. And Come on. The, the big thing <laughs> one is, thing. Is like, you for them to take that energy from you you have to give them permission you sure. you have to you have to say hey i'm going to go on an internal level and i'm going to not utilize this energy for myself i'm going to give it away to you and it all starts even if you don't have an organite pyramid in your home you don't need it you all you have to do is start making those personal decisions within yourself to start changing your habits a little bit every day maybe be a little bit better person forgive somebody who's an asshole to you at work or whatever this is it's like it's all about showing that the scalar energy of love love is an energy literally a more powerful energy than any other energy in the universe and the universe is built off of this love 
everything exists and light is love and love is God and God is light and love and everything. It's all connected and all that is also orgone energy. And when you start losing that positive flow of life, you start developing what's known as DOR and destructive or deadly orgone energy, which is just stagnant life force. That is the energy that you're giving away that you were just talking about. Based off that right there, Isaac, and I'm interested in what you think too, Chris, like how do you feel about sports? like pro sports, high-level sports. Do you think that the energy that's getting exchanged there, is that is that a net negative? I feel like um, the because I've... Getting into this, like, orgone field, you meet a lot of people that are, like, really out there. Like, yeah. I, I was, for yeah. one, like, introduced to, like, people who, like, practice magic. Sure. And I, I, I kind of, like, this guy who... He was in some secret juridic society and some other stuff. He was just kind of giving me a bunch of information that's not supposed to leave their inner circle about runes, um, certain geometries and certain ways of harnessing people's energies and converting it or, you know, offering it to malevolent beings. And, you know, it's like um, like the World Cup that just passed uh, the FIFA World Cup that was in uh, Dubai, I believe. If you actually look, I mean, they had a perfect Taurus shape for their entire stadium. Perfect Taurio field. Interesting. And, yeah, and then that was actually on their commercial too. Yeah, if you actually I mean, go on their the, commercial. The whole yeah. concept of sports and like, like imagine being in a large stadium, you have all those electrical beings that are in a small little space. It's literally a giant battery that you're building up that's basically feeding into commercialism and into right. all of the like, like ever everything that they promote there all the billboards and as you see go buy a beer and a pretzel and a hot dog and a, everything and suck all your money and your personal and everything away and yeah it's just and bet on it you gotta yeah. bet on it that's yeah, my exactly. thing and that was my next question ryan you teed me up perfectly is that like you know uh i what got me really oh wow well, got that's me so- really into the ufc is being able to bet on it it is electric it's so fun to bet on yeah. fights yeah, uh, if you, oh, sorry, not to cut no. you off, but um, since he's looking it up, you should look at their commercials, like uh, during like the half times or like the times, it would um, it would zoom out of the stadium and then show a perfect Taurus field, like a perfect two D Taurus, like if you were looking at it from a aerial view. And no. I think I still have the screenshots on my phone, but it was during like the whole um, the whole halftime. Mm. I think that one. Let's say yeah, I'm a one. biology student working on a. Yeah, we'll let that go. Let's not hear from you. Yeah, I don't want to <laughs> listen to your commercial. Sorry. Yeah, there's. And then, um. But Sense. essentially, the stadiums of the 2022 World Cup. Yeah, there are these dev- definitely malevolent, malevolent people and good people that know how to harness energies from people and use it for malevolent reasons or for good reasons. And that's kind of like the whole thing of like churches where I believe churches could could have just been giant um, manifestation slash healing places where if you look at pretty much the entire um, like studies on the pyramids also by uh, see all those eyes. Go back a little bit. There's those were straight up a bunch of eyes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then if you look at that stadium, the one with the eyes, that's the one that I think that's the one that has a perfect Taurus field above. Well, even that logo right there, that looks like a like it, to me, it looks like a little DNA strand. You know, like that's just what I see in that. Yeah. 
like a really abstract perspective, but uh, yeah, and then and then also uh, the figure eight, where some people could kind of denote that as like um, the Ouroboros or the snake eating its own tail, like kind of resembling the reincarnation cycle. And uh, it on, it, on it is literally a snake there, or it looks like a awful yeah. lot like a snake. Yeah. Yeah, and that looks like a weird eye too. Like it just in a weird way. I don't know. Yeah, there's definitely. I didn't even uh, know anything about this. I'm not a big soccer guy personally, but mm -hmm. I know it's yeah. huge around the world. So yeah, it's a great energy sucker. Yeah. Ryan, what was, were you saying about yeah, betting on one. UFC? What, what did we miss the end point there? No, I think. <laughs> I, I mean, just basically, like I, my question to to both these guys and or really to anyone is that you know, it is you know the the sports obsession and specifically the betting is that a net negative on society because i see it personally from a positive like i, I see it as something fun and um like the the people that i chat with and and you know in that world they've actually used it because they research a lot and they're able to come out winning a lot of the time and and the narrative about betting on sports is that you lose you know 10 times out of 10 or whatever nine times out of 10 but like the people that i that i talk with they they can actually use this to like benefit themselves make some more money but is it distracting from more important things because have you seen all the losses over the years my gambling friends you know i won 30 grand last weekend bro but i know they lost a lot more than that in the past you know over the time well yeah, most of the time depends how much you're betting too because 30 grand's a lot to lose and it's a lot to win too right but i mean i see just a lot of people just being able to make you know like 600 bucks a week you know what i mean like they're not betting their mortgage you know but here's the thing though there's a myth of passive income there's no such thing as passive income because no matter what you have to do your research to be able to bet effectively on sports you have to invest time on learning it just like stocks you can't just throw money willy-nilly you're going to end up losing it so mm -hmm. anything like this, wherever you're putting your money, crypto, you better do some sort of homework or you probably are going to lose. I bet you don't know any sports bettors who don't also put time into learning the sport that they might justify as enjoyment. But uh, really, it can it can take an awful lot of time. Yo, I want to throw I want to throw an opinion in here because I think it's important. I actually envy guys who can watch sports. I was just never into sports and I haven't had cable my entire adult life. So I just, I don't watch sports, but I envy that there's a lot of guys who, you know, in big level CEOs and stuff that they can just take Sunday off and just zone out and just enjoy the game. And that that's great. But at the same time, especially when it comes to men, the majority of sports watchers, I do think that time, that energy could be put into, you know, the the kind of the spiritual war that we have going on here and the the seemingly physical war against us, too. I don't know about you. I, I just got my heating bill. I'm up in Canada and, and almost 50 percent of my bill is for a carbon tax. That's just one small example of you know the stuff that the elites are doing to gouge us at every single corner. And I get it that we all deserve a day off. But uh, especially some of the most powerful men in the world that I'm talking about here, media outlets and all this stuff, you know, even people with voices like comedians and stuff. I think we could use all that energy that they are putting into sports. And I do think they deserve a day off. But my goodness, I think uh, we're we're right now gaining a foothold in this battle. 
we, we're currently making progress, progress that we haven't seen in a long time. I think it was the benefit of the pandemic. I've said this before that they overplayed their hand and now they woke a lot of people up by accident. And a lot mm -hmm. of people have nowhere to go except for the conservative media and the conservative podcasts. And so we're even, even us conspiracy people were automatically lumped into that group because the rest of the world is insane. And I'm just saying that sports, uh, it, although I think it is a worthy distraction and even a worthy endeavor for many people right now you know we're we might lose this war if we don't really dig in here and defend uh yes. freedom and and defend you know morals and and all this you know higher vibration kind of stuff so i'll say to to just push back on that idea is that this we got here over a long period of time right we it's been a slow burn to get to where we're at right now things used to be pretty good for the average joe it seems like but we've gotten here, and I think that winning it, it's not going to happen even if everyone, like if people like me just were like, I'm not going to watch sports anymore. I'm going to focus 24-7 on, on you know, uh, defeating the New World Order, and everyone did that at the same time. I, I still don't think it would happen because then there would be like martial law. There'd be like, you know, kinetic war that was held out by the, the federal government, something like, you know, the narrative that we see in Texas, right, which isn't true there's no real serious war civil war going on there but i think that it, it takes some time for these things to change it's like a diet like if you've had a bad diet your whole life you've gotten obese you're not you know you can go into the gastric bypass and all these things but just changing your habits changing what you're doing it's a slow way it took you 30 years to get obese it's going to take you 10 years minimum, even if you're trying pretty hard, it's going to take you a long time to healthily lose that weight. So I just think that like we're on the right track, but I don't think that even if everyone just dedicated all their time to trying to, you know, fix things, I think it would still take quite a while. And I think that we're on the right track by doing these things. And people do need distractions, like you're saying, Ryan. So I, I'm a big supporter in distractions uh, these days, personally. Maybe I'm crazy, though. Yeah, and on that, you you really got to just do it every day, every single day. Whatever, every single person's got their own demon, got their own battle. And really, when you're trying to defeat the New World Order, what you got to defeat is that demon that they've implanted inside of you. And defeating that demon is going to happen slowly, one ship away at a time. And you're not going to get all of that done in a single day or even a single year. It's a lifelong endeavor. We're eternally existing learning and just benefiting from the mistakes that we've made and being better people. And that's just what our job is to do here. Yeah, I agree, Isaac. And I think they, I mean, part of it is they took advantage of people, right? People trusted and, and they took full advantage of it. They, you know, you put trust in the government. Okay. And you were indoctrinated to believe that your government would never do anything to harm you. And that's where we are today. You know, like you said, Ryan, it didn't happen overnight. It happened over decades of manipulation and and setting up the system to benefit them. And and I think I think part of it too, and I I, you know, it's kind of a defeatist attitude, but I think part of it is this I don't think this game was designed for us. You know, I think the the system that's set up right now is designed for what they're doing. I, I you know, oh, I yeah. I, I don't think that we were meant to thrive in this. I think this is one of those things where it's just them and you see it. It's just giant transfers of wealth upwards. Like that's not a, a system to benefit the people.
Well, and dude, don't you think it like just seems like like we as humans like we really don't even seem like we're supposed to be on this planet if you think about it. Like we can't survive in like many temperature climates without, you know, these days. I know that in the old days we got here somehow, right? But like there's a there's I forget what comedian it was, but he had a great bit where it's like we just don't seem like we fit here. Like it doesn't seem like like human beings are meant to be on this planet. Yeah, I think we've been disconnected to believe that, though. I think I believe we've stuff, been disconnected. Yeah, I think a lot of the stuff that like Chris does and Isaac does with getting us back to that connection, I think we'd realize that we do belong here, but the tools that we've been given don't allow us to belong here, right? Yeah, so I I also think one thing, like just from kind of being in different countries too, like you can definitely tell when um different people have like different programmings, like like us mindset versus other like you know other country mindsets like i know in the us it's very popular for like people to like you know go to work come home and you know repeat and it's also normal for people in the us usually in us and bigger cities to not know their neighbor at all like people it's it's not uncommon for you to go your whole life without you know getting to know your neighbor for more than you know just uh like normal conversations that's very new though that's a very new phenomenon because even when i was a kid you know 20 years ago yeah we, we, our neighborhood was very close in a suburb type setting i'm sure mm -hmm. that same could be said for you um mm -hmm. ryan I, I, I you grew up in canada right ryan did you grow up in like a suburban area yeah, but yeah, I knew all the kids and stuff, and I, yeah. de I delivered papers and stuff. So I, yeah, I knew everybody on my street at least. Well, yeah, it's yeah. a very new and thing because it's also common for people in big cities to shit on the sidewalk, which <laughs> and that's not normal. You know what now, I mean? yeah, now. Well, and yeah. to, to speak to Chris's point, I, I'll, I'll, I'm 100% on with that because, you know, like you said, Ry, I grew up in the suburbs. I, we knew all our neighbors, you know, everybody knew everybody's business. Right. I, I moved, you know, two miles away from where I grew up into a different neighborhood uh, in 2015, lived there five years. And I couldn't have told you half right. the people that lived on my street. Yeah. yeah. Same with me right now with my own neighbors. And I, and we, and you know, I grew up thinking that like, yeah, you should love your neighbor and, and all this shit, you know, be friends. But yeah, dude, I can't stand my next door neighbor. And yeah. you know, every, there's one neighbor here that I like. And, and I, you know, they're all, about an acre or more apart, but I, I, dude, I can't, I can't stand my neighbors. And and I think that, I don't know what happens, how we got there, but yeah, dude, it's, it's a weird, weird thing for sure. I, I know we're getting off topic, but we're supposed to be entertaining here too. I guess my neighbor's a douche too, man. We're on war terms <laughs> with that guy. And the other, the other side is an abandoned house, honestly. So there's we've only got one direct neighbor and yeah, this guy thinks icicles came off of our house and went sideways and damaged his siding wants us to pay for it we offered half and this guy this guy turned us down now it's unforgiven how far is your house from his very close because my house leans over it's got a mean lean it's the leaning house of kirkland lake actually it's one of many leaning houses of kirkland lake but yeah no it's super super close but i think whoever built that house they're the dumb ones our house is older so you it, it's been leaning since at least the 70s so whenever they built that house, it already had a lien on it. And they chose to build the, their whole house on this side. Like they could have put the driveway on that side, you know. But yeah. so we've got like you can reach out the window on the going up the stairs and touch his house. But still, the icicles didn't go sideways and crack his uh, 
like I, not sure. explaining it that well you'd look at it and you'd say there's no way there's just there's no way this physically happened huh yeah man. and even That's if it did your house is a foot away from mine stop it who cares yeah, you yeah. get I over don't. it man get over yeah. it already <laughs> as you get a totally guy neighbor stuff i don't want neighbors Dude, I know. And that's the thing. Like, you wonder if that's part of the whole system, because like you, you get this idea, too. And this this does all the stuff ties in with frequencies and all these things, in my opinion. But like just the idea of like, uh, you know, the self-startedness, that's a that's a good idea, I think. But you wonder if they're because that's, that's becoming a mainstream thought now is like, you know, have check ins, homestead, do all this stuff. It's a huge category on social media and whatnot. You wonder if that is to get away and like isolate yourself more. You know what I mean? Like I always try and look at these things in two ways. Mm -hmm. It sounds great to have your own homestead with your family. But what if that is like a there's a deeper meaning there to just get away from the system and and ignore everyone like fuck everyone else. I'm going to do my own thing with. Yeah, that's great. That's great. That's enlightenment. You can't save everybody. You sure. can You can speak your mind. We What we're doing here, we reach a lot of people, but you can't save the world you can do your part and you probably know in your heart what your part is and for the rest of it worry about yourself i i feel that this is like me finally grown up here finally got out of childhood and admitted that hey i have to worry about myself instead of thinking i'm responsible for the wider world or you know i'm in the health business i i finally had to realize you can't force anybody to do anything i'm here to answer people's questions and give my best advice and it's absolutely none of my business whether they do it or not and as I get older here, my focus is more and more selfish. And I think that's that is actually the solution. I think if people worried about yeah. their own their own health and creating a good and healthy environment for themselves and good relationships with the, their people, their shorter list of people than the you know thousands of Facebook friends that don't exist, then I think we would have a much better world. Yeah, we don't need huge, huge circles. We we yeah. should ignore most of the the nonsense because it's not gonna die out right away. We are living in idiocracy. It is going to get worse before it gets better. We're we're looking at a little bit of a victory time here right now for the conservative world. But a lot of those people are idiots too, and they're still eating, you know, uh, the worst. And just they're not worried about their health. They're not doing the homestead thing, that's for sure. And I think they are still going to go down with the society, go down a lot younger than they're supposed to. And I don't mean to be dark here, but there's research that uh, is predicting that this generation, this current generation of Americans is going to be the first uh, to outlive their children. That means that a lot of the people today, even in the conservative media, you know, they are actually going to watch their children die because of this unhealthy world. And that's partially nutritional and it's partially energetic. I've been saying for years that the health coin is three-sided. You need to get the good stuff, you need to avoid the bad stuff, and then EMF is its own category. Energy is its own category. And they are pummeling us at all sides, not just from the actual physical electrical interference and the positive ions that's generated by all of our devices, but also on a, on a more sinister level, of course, with the poisonous stuff they put into the media and everything, tie back into the sports thing we were talking about earlier and what Isaac said, that when you get a bunch of people into a stadium like that, they're essentially a battery. Well, that's true. But then if you throw in a satanic ritual in the opening ceremony or the halftime ceremony, you now have, you know, hundreds of millions or a billion people participating in a black magic ritual on mass, which is designed to uh, mess with us in some way, bring us down in our energy or indoctrinate some idea you know inception style plant some idea into our head like these pandemic uh, uh plays basically in in the olympics many years before the actual pandemics 
all this stuff. Well, all, you're also charging whatever egregore they think that they're like praising or trying to give energy to, like whatever they do to flavor their black magic rituals and trying to give maybe Bale or M- Murdoch or whoever. Uh, give energy to this whatever archetypal thing that a lot of people behind the scenes are worshipping that's really nothing but if anybody puts enough energy towards something power turns to it and that's kind of what everybody's trying to do they're trying to create artificial negative entities that are kind of trapping everybody's mind on a subconscious level and that's where when you're talking about you yeah just worry about yourself like I teach like improve. (laughs) Yeah, like. But to to your point, Isaac, I had somebody send me this today. This is from a store in Utah. It is a Baphomet doll, and it's named Baphomet. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah, it's named Baphomet. It's a goat with a five-pointed star on its forehead and a crown. In Utah. Yeah. So to your point, Isaac, it's out there, man. And look at some of those other toys back there, too. You see that one directly above that thing's crown? That looks like a kind of a demonic. Oh, yeah. He looks pissed off. You're not getting good energy from that thing. Like, there's a reason. Like, while people are creating things, if you create it with negative energy, which anybody who's working in a factory is not going to be happy, probably. But anybody, like, if you feed this negative energy into your creation and then you send it out, like, I remember as a kid, like, those Furbies, those freak the shit out of me like oh. you're not getting positive vibes from those types of things and like you're allowing it in your home you don't know what types of like satanic rituals are happening behind it actually on on this tangent i used to drink this thing called liquid death it, it's the super popular oh, can and my brother-in-law he's like hey bro i saw those in your thing like you didn't realize that there's this lady in like a few years ago who did this satanic ritual over the whole entire factory and sent it out to them for a halloween thing i'm like i don't want to be drinking nothing from that and that's one of the many many things that you have no idea what they're doing before they send it out to you like i put positive vibrations and intentions into my pieces i create every single thing that i make i put like all the energy of like the actual electricity that's behind it but also my intentions my as a infinite being of made of light i'm able to impart these intentions onto my pieces themselves but if you have this with negativity and if you have it with the um all the shit that they're putting into it it's not good it's it's a perverted version of what i'm doing even just indifference i had a good yeah. good buddy who worked at a food factory for many years and first of all they have to wear ppe head to toe ppe personal protective equipment and case they actually uh, and breathe in some of the chemicals that they put into foods but yeah just sheer indifference these people don't care about cupcakes you know they're just pouring this and that into the machine and waiting and then moving this rack over there it's just there's, it there's absolutely no love was it edmonds i don't i, I I'm maybe no. not even allowed to say what company it is no i'm oh. kidding i don't i don't know what company it is. some generic food company got it with this matt because yeah because as soon as he's talking about liquid death i this is a soul contract from liquid death and this got a lot of people to stop drinking it whether it's a joke or not but this is a bill of sale for one eternal human soul on the liquid death website and this is their soul contract that they say the bill of sale for one determined uh eternal human soul dated and they put the date is executed and delivered by you put your name to liquid death a delaware corporation like this is legitimately twisted so you could either do that 
it was to get into the, like their exclusive merch program. So yeah. you could either sell your soul on paper <laughs> to them, or you could pay like $120,000 and then Stop you can get it. it. Swear to God. That's I hope it. this stuff's not real. Cause I lost my soul in a dice game in 2008. <laughs> well, this seems <laughs> oh, kind of like, Oh, that's not <laughs> good. That's a real When story. Hunter Biden was selling his like his uh, paintings and stuff for a lot of money, and it was all like a bunch of just behind the scenes like money, money trading, like yeah, money laundering schemes. Like, of course, anybody who's like, you know, how giant this company's gotten out of nowhere. There, there's got to be some real conspiracy theories behind this, especially when you've got people selling their souls and placing hex uh, rituals on it. Like, this is some weird stuff. Right. Yeah. And this is why our neighbors are dicks. <laughs> no. Hey, I, I wanted to ask a couple questions on Oregon because I remember when we had remember I when we had Tyson on, he mm -hmm. was talking about how he grounded his bed. And I didn't know mm -hmm. if there's anything that you guys do specifically, you know, around your your bed or your sleeping area to clean that area of any EMF or anything like that. I so, I have a cool. sorry, you can go first. Oh no, um you can go. Okay, so I've got, I'll just say, that rodent coil pyramid I made for myself, I told you about a while ago, I, I placed that underneath my bed, and uh, it's it, it greatly improved sleep for myself and my wife and baby in the last week or so since I've had it. It's been, like, really incredible. I It's just packed full of a bunch of really good EMF blockers. I have shungite, tourmaline, and uh, hematite inside of it, which are grounding stones. And you, you can have a bunch of different, uh, like, I have the iron ore and the... Uh, quartz powders as well inside of it and i usually recommend people purchase um if you go on my website i have an emf protection pack and like i'll if you buy a pyramid you can place that on next to your bed and have emf protection while you're sleeping that's beautiful chris what about you um so usually what i do is i actually bought a grounding sheet from the from the earthing company and that was just because i listened to their podcast and before I actually got into most of this, um, there's this truther podcast called Veritas. I'm not sure if you guys have heard of them. That's Mel's podcast, right? Yeah, Mel Hossler. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I ended up buying like I remember I spent like three hundred dollars just buying up all his um all the medical info that he has on Sanitas, and I remember uh, Doctor Wallach was actually on there, and. He had he had probably some of the most uh, deep end researchers I've came across, especially like he had Wallach like in the early two thousands. He had Doctor Ibrahim Kareem, the biogeometry guy. He had um pretty much anyone like uh, Pollock, also like uh, the fourth phase of water. He had pretty much every single big name I could think of. He also got um. There's a famous guy. He was quoted on being the um, reincarnation of Tesla. He wrote a he wrote a book called Pyramid Power. Uh, Doctor Patrick Flanagan, that's his name. Okay. He he also interviewed him, and it was really impossible to get interviews out of Patrick Flanagan. And he he I think he built a rocket at the age of like 15 that got the military's attention, and he would talk about how. I think he was actually on Life magazine too. And he would actually um talk about that. Actually, I'll be right back. I'm just gonna grab this book real quick. Okay. It sounds like a like a like a lower level broker version of Elon Musk. Like 
you know, building rockets that at that age. Oh yeah. And like, you know, it's just like, uh, like the way that Elon Musk was saying, like he, he realized he wasn't afraid of the dark at three years old because he realized that molecules are just lacking electrons if they're dark, you know, it's like, no, he didn't think that, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah. that's an interesting looking book though. Yeah. So I, I think he has a real interesting life and he would also talk a lot about structured water and structured things, but more importantly, he talked about pyramid power. And I know he said in the podcast when he came out with this book, he's pretty much a laughing stock uh, amongst his colleagues at that point because he was a scientist for most of his life. Is he the guy that's saying that he was a reincarnation of Tesla? Yeah. I mean, do you quote unquote? Yeah. Do we believe that? I mean, I don't know if you guys believe like in, in that kind of stuff. I think that that's just a weird. I don't know if it's yeah. possible to prove that. I don't, I don't know if it's possible to prove that, but he also did have lots of really good information and sure. he was also uh he also made something called a neurophone which is a pretty interesting device yeah i'm not well, saying he's not a brilliant guy but just like i mean uh, figures like that lose me when they start saying that they're reincarnated like geniuses you know what i mean like that that to me yeah. is I, I um to be fair i don't think he necessarily said he was quote unquote the reincarnation but many people would say he's at that level of intelligence oh, other people would say okay that makes a lot more sense gotcha yeah and a, a lot of times when you start getting into this information that like especially when you're talking about pyramid power like the pyramid itself is a they call it a negative entropic force which means it's emitting the life force at positive energy they say if you have something inside of a pyramid it'll like continuously live on forever without having like if you put like a like an orange inside of a pyramid or something, it would never go bad or and stuff like that. And there's a lot of research that supports the positive life force energy that is emitted from pyramids. And if you start going into these levels of information, people will start thinking you're a kook really fast because it just doesn't make sense on a normal scientific level. And so people will just start saying like, oh, Nikola Tesla kind of went, they say he went crazy, but he just went super deep into cosmological energetic information. And he was trying to, trying to free the whole entire consciousness of this slavery that he knew everyone was under with his diathermy machines and electric therapy that he was inventing and developing, but it just gets squashed just like just like the pyramid power. Like this isn't the first time the pyramid power has been acknowledged. Like there are people who are in power that have been utilizing the pyramid structure for their own negative gain, just like we talk about the perversion of the Taurus. I mean, the Taurus is God's infinite cycle of life force energy that they're utilizing for whatever negative rituals. I mean, that's not that's not a good thing. It's always just taking the positive and just inverting it. What's also interesting, too, is um, I believe Gillette Razor, they actually used to make pyramids for their razors because I think the quote-unquote thing that was supposedly happening was if you stuck a razor underneath the pyramid it would stay sharpened and there's actual pyramids that they used to sell back then really yeah yeah you can build a pyramid out of like cardboard or plywood and as long as you have the shape of it they say that it the same like it's just the vibratory structure of the shape of the pyramid that's important and then like with me like i, I have a million different shapes and types of pyramids that are different types of specific energy structures but all you really need is that shape of the pyramid and then you can start adding the orgone energy and start like adding the electricity and you can always get better and more powerful but people would just talk about the pyramids itself 
Do you find yeah. that any dimensions work better? So I found, I have... I've found probably the Russian or the Nubian pyramids to probably be, be one of the more this, strongest pyramids. This I call this the pyramid of the pineal gland. It resonates at the uh, frequency of the third eye, and it is the Nubian pyramid. It's 70 degrees, and it's this one along with the... This is the Giza pyramid. It's a scale model of the pyramid of Giza. It actually has eight sides, or these sides are concave and they meet in the center. And I, I'll try and get oh, like right there. You can kind of see that there's two sides right there. Oh yeah, wow! It's like indented. Yeah, How do you so measure its resonance? The, How do you measure the so resonance? So there, there's a technology called a Bovis scale. I I don't personally use it. However, I've worked with people in the organite community who have measured my pieces. And um, they use something called a pendulum, like a dowsing rod, and they'll, they'll swing it and they'll basically ask questions and um, it'll give answers. But it's it's kind of in the similar lines of like um, tarot and other types of energy uh, asking the universe things. I, I, I have a hard time personally doing it because I, I like I don't know if it's me that's saying that I don't want to measure something and say, oh, I'm measuring this at 12 billion bovis because I want to. And I, I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. I usually tend to stay away from, like I I pretty much didn't communicate with many of the community because a lot of them are kind of a lot can be kind of like right off their rocker if that makes sense. And so stuck, like you when you start going through this like information, there's a million different avenues you can pursue, and as soon as your information is not exactly aligning with another person's information you can have giant battles because everybody thinks they're exactly right in that no other nothing else works when there's so many different types of technologies that we're not even understanding right now like there could be a, a way to make organite that we none of us have discovered yet that's even way more powerful that we could use like we, we don't know yeah and i think and um <clears throat> kind of getting into like um the pyramid shapes i know one thing is I studied a lot about because after Oregon, I was pretty much just interested in shapes. And I know um, like the Nubian pyramid, it's at 72 degrees, which seven plus two would equal nine. And then if you actually took most of the Giza uh, geometry, it, it most of it adds up to six or nine. I think all of it does. So I know there's definitely some numerology that also played a role into all of it. And pretty much through like um, also the research of... Um, I forget the scientist, but he he was uh, the head guy for Russian the Russian pyramid uh, research. He would also talk about how the best pyramids are technically made of non-conductive materials, which is why he built a giant Russian pyramid made without any single metal throughout the entire structure. No bolts, nothing. And kind of gets into like what um, kind of like the ancient pyramids none of them were ever made with metal except probably the gold capstone there there's also copper rods that are lining the giza pyramid going to the base but those are serving as grounding rods very similar to what you'd have in the tensor technology yeah yeah, yeah not it's, structural right yeah it's structural also vibrational so there also used to be giant tuning forks that were placed in the king's chamber that just like with a lot of other churches you have resonance technology that's incorporated in all of the chambers so there would be giant tuning forks that are smashed which would make the copper rings vibrate and basically electrify the orgone in the pyramid of giza itself when it was running and active yeah it's interesting you say that because one of the things i found when i was researching ley lines was that a lot of the old cathedrals had a basement 
And in that basement, mm -hmm. there's either a water source or they would just have the people go down there and live down there and uh, if they had an illness until they were cured. And, you know, there was no medicine or anything provided. It was just frequency. And they, the, they drank the water that was down there. Um, was, oh, getting back to like um, kind of like some of the water sources, what was pretty interesting is if you study like Wilhelm Reich's original stuff, he never made any epoxy pyramids. It was just alternating. He pretty much like he would take uh, cotton and steel wool and kind of just separate it like this layer it but also with his original cloud buster design he would also ground the tubes to a large body of water and and that'd I be think, running water which was important yeah like flowing pretty much like a lake some sort of lake that usually had moving water and i was also seeing that from a friend who um <clears throat> he he create he would kind of test these theories out where he would find that the deeper the lake was or the deeper whatever was the the body of water, it would essentially have a stronger um, effect because it was more kind of grounded towards the earth. And I always found that pretty interesting in Wilhelm Reich's uh, cl original cloud busting device. Do, do you think any of these devices could be used to not necessarily purify, but cleanse some of the, the water sources I definitely think at least with tensor rings that tensor and orgone that could be possible, especially just kind of like um, I I went into orgone, but I really much fell in love with the tensor technology. I just found it to be kind of like my thing. And there is I mean, like um, like Slim Sperling in his book, he would talk about pretty much trying to raise the pH of water. He would um, he would notice that the chlorine smell would kind of go away if you treated it with the ring. And it kind of gets back into the who built these pyramids and why they use these sacred measurements found in the pyramids and just kind of gets into a whole deeper topic of... Essentially, I, Tensor Tech is just a lot more... I, don't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's... It's just different, but it works similar. And they could definitely work in unison. It's uh, like... Yeah, you can put tensor technology like tensor rings inside of Organite itself. And one of the most important parts about the tensor technology is the exact mathematical wrap in the structure. Uh, you, when you create the copper wrapping in the right way, it, it activates through the frequency and the vibration, the positive, like the free energy field that he was talking about previously. And that, it, like everything on a frequency level is made of that same free energy. So it's almost like you're raising the terrain of like the the energetic terrain of your environment and the environment around you by adding this life force energy into it yeah and i almost think of uh like kind of the rings is almost like portals to a degree where essentially you would cut it to this specific measurement and it would just always be at this resonant frequency and mm. that was pretty interesting to me and also like um one thing that was really interesting is kind of getting into the mud flood theory and the orgone stuff is how a lot of pyramids, I believe, are still buried, like majority of them, like how the Mexican Pyramid of the Sun, that pyramid was buried, the Bosnian Pyramid, which when they unbury it, it's going to be the world's largest pyramid. And who and, knows what's in the jungles? Yeah. I mean, there's so many that they're starting to find buildings with LIDAR throughout the mm -hmm. jungles, and who knows what sort of pyramids are in there. 
Yeah, and especially like kind of like giant trees and things like that. And I definitely do believe like in giants and things like that as well. So it all. I, it's all I, yeah. I'd be a proponent of the theory that I think giants built a lot of these pyramids and these giants are what you'd also consider to be the um, like the offspring of like the gods who made it or the angels who made it with men and all this stuff that every single religion talks about you just like how humans have this positive and negative uh energy with inside of yourself you probably had these race of giants who are beings who are also they're parts of the one they're still made of the same light that we're made of and they have this struggle of light and darkness within themselves so i bet you this race of advanced beings were roaming the whole entire world creating this positive energy around and trying to cultivate the earth itself and be kind of a a keeper or a um like watch over it yeah and then also um kind of getting into the flood stuff i know one thing that interested me this is a little off topic but not too on topic is uh the kari insect experiment which is something i haven't heard almost anybody ever bring up and that is probably one of the most weirdest experiments ever conducted that i kind of just don't have any essentially i don't really have any words for it but kind of gets into like the whole dome stuff and things like that uh akari insect experiment i think by john cross and he essentially made akari insects spawn out of thin air using electricity and minerals That's really similar to the bion experiments that Reich was doing before um, he was working with ergonomy. He was, uh, he, when he was younger, he would say that he would look around and it looked like these little organisms were moving around, uh, around him that he could see, but he, it's like, it's almost like an energy type organism. He was like literally making these bions or these organisms that were like tiny little microscopic life or not even microscopic. I don't know how to explain it, but like, uh, form all around him and doing certain experiments to increase these amount of bions. Yeah. But yeah, John Cross, that, or Andrew Cross, yeah, that, that experiment was a real interesting one that I haven't, I haven't really seen anybody actually talk about. And that, that for me was a little, just, it, it's probably one of the most interesting ones I've came across that just trying to find alternative research and, all that and i know when i went to mexico funny enough i actually met this old man who he lives in the mountains and i don't i forget his name but he essentially just lives completely off grid he's kind of like a nomad his whole house is just run by solar and he just pretty much he said he's just going to live there till he's dead uh till he's dead but i ended up asking him like oh like when'd you retire and he was telling me that uh him and his son went hiking and they came into a cave and they found a giant's body. And wow. he told and he told me that what he did is he actually sold the giant's body to the US government. And they paid him hush money. And he would he would actually show me where the helicopter uh, landed and he could see like the like the heavy marks and kind of like the where kind of just like where it was. And he said that the, um, they carried the pot, uh, they carried the body out of the cave. But there's just really interesting things about all that stuff. And and that wouldn't be too far off from what they found in a lot of the mounds, right? A lot of these mounds that they're uncovering, they're finding all sorts of artifacts, and and they found some larger bones, and 
all of a sudden those disappear and end up in a museum somewhere. Yeah, and also like the the little people that many different cultures talk about. That was probably a um, a really interesting inside of that. I know there's a there's actually this book I can show you real quick. That's an interesting point that he's making because if you look at a lot of movies, they tend to science fictionalize a lot of this stuff that in all likelihood was probably reality at one point in time between giants, hobbits, fairies. It's called The Lost History of the Little People. They're spiritually advanced civilizations around the world. And it was written by Susan B. Martinez on the back. Lost history. Now, what's is she saying they were worldwide or was it a specific area? She said that they came from Pan or Lumeria. And okay. before it supposedly sunk, they went through all different corners around the world, like Ireland, Mexico, Australia, pretty much everywhere. Well, it's, it's interesting yeah. if they were Pan... Because what's over there? I mean, you look at all the Philippines, Chinese, Vietnamese. It's they're not giant people, mm-hmm. right? I mean, compared to Europeans, they tend to be smaller in stature. Well, what size are we talking? Are we talking gnomes here? Like I've seen some pretty convincing videos. And most of them are from South America or Mexico. Yeah, a lot yeah. supposedly are from. But that, yeah. like that's the scale we're talking about. We're not talking about just like really small people. I think let's see we're I'm I think like people who would be able to fit in the mounds essentially like all the the mounds they found so like they'd be they'd be tiny very very small maybe like up to our kneecaps okay yeah because I've heard anywhere from from some creature you know beings that could fit in the palm of your hands to like you said anywhere from knee height to hip height. Yeah. And supposedly. Yeah. This is where essentially pan would be. Where like the Philippines. Uh, New Guinea. All that. That would essentially work. It's basically this... like above where Australia is now. Right. It, it... Yeah. Kind of like Hawaii. Yeah. Also. So that'd be. That I'd found this video. I, I was looking around because, you know, I always try to play a little devil's advocate here. And I was trying to find some things, you know, maybe like obviously there's the cults that that are surrounded, you know, the 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 organite cults, right? Like these different things out there. There's cults with all kinds of shit though. But okay. I found this video with um, it's a ten minute long video, so we probably don't have time to watch it. But it's this guy that claims to be a mind control victim, MK Ultra victim, and he talks about how organite is used in MK Ultra. I I, I would just be so fascinated to see what you guys thought of it, but. Like I said, probably not enough time. Um, but I wonder, like, what do you what do you think, Chris? Since uh, since Isaac stepped away, what do you think about like the the misinformation that, as you would call it, or like the 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 you know the shit talking about organite? Well, you can know, you use it for bad it. too? Another question thrown in at the same time: Can you use it for bad? Of course you could. Yeah, we I think so. But that yeah. um, so I actually haven't heard of anybody being able to use orgone for bad in terms of like the crystals and stuff like that. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that they found some way to reverse engineer it. And I guess that's kind of like the dualistic side where, you know, everything can be good and bad.
But I well, personally have never heard of anybody using no. Orgone for bad. One one thing that I would say in the research I've done is that people used to uh, say there's a separation between Orgone and Organite. In like aside from the energy, uh, like but the Organite has um, clear quartz crystals inside of it, which are supposed to transmute the energy. Um, and if you don't utilize um, if you don't utilize the clear quartz in there, those pieces will just build up the DOR, and it'll be like constantly sucking, and eventually it gets essentially clogged up. And so. If you were to not put the right types of energy into it, maybe you have a slightly flawed orgone technology. This is purely mm -hmm. theoretical, but it also is. Uh, it also awakens psychic abilities, and it's all like so. If you were to like, let's say, induce psychic abilities into a person and then use it for bad afterwards, it. I mean, you can do. There's a lot of manipulation that people can do with it, and but. I say that, like, the if you have the right organite made, like, if you have the proper quartz and the proper amount of steel in it, it'll just, if you shoot bad energy at it, it'll just shoot good energy back out at you because it's constantly transmuting that negative energy. Yeah. Well, also, and with these toroidal fields, Chris, you told me, and it's it's in the, uh, the book Slim Sperling's Universe, which Chris also sent me and got me into this. Uh, thank you very much once again. But you said, and the book said, that uh, the reason they use two coils now is yeah. because when they didn't do that, one side was positive and one side was negative, and you couldn't tell the difference. So some people could think they're getting a healing energy and they're actually hurting themselves. So maybe, maybe that could be incorporated into this mind control stuff. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't doubt that they, the government has already probably messed with um, Tensor Tech because I know I've seen videos of like Kylie uh like the kylie jenner yeah. other people with actually James like Smith tensor rings in their home and yeah, yeah that's <clears throat> i know I um sorry this is the video for people that want to check it out on their own time i know with the like if you guys have seen like the illuminati playing uh, illuminati card playing game they also have a like orgone on there but it's just called like i think it's like orgone generator orgone something but it's pretty much um it says that whoever has it has like unlimited charisma and it's just kind of like something in the orgone community where if you have the tech around things kind of just go your way you feel better it's it's a weird phenomenon i'll say that there almost all of my customer reviews that i've gotten have fallen in the realm of synchronicity and like yeah. people have healing within themselves on an emotional level and they the universe kind of just falls into place to allow that to happen uh, more times than not and like i know um will smith's son um jaden smith he, yeah. he was also in what's an organite cult they called it but there's just a lot of people interested in this energy and if you have the right person who kind of takes a little bit of truth and then puts a little bit of shit in it and then manipulates certain people i mean there's right. people are always able to do bad things with good information i mean just look at the modern day church system right Absolutely. yeah I, i'm not saying that you know anyone especially you guys you know you guys both seem like really good guys it's just you know it, it is interesting when people start using this technology and then they get culty with it right and and it yeah. happens with every every good thing that the religious example is a perfect example isaac where you can take information and then you feel like you're the guru of this stuff and then you start using it to control other people and usually it all goes back to like you know having sex with dudes wives and weird culty stuff like that, right? But 
you know, if you're if you're sitting here and you have good intentions, like you say, truly good intentions, there's no ulterior motives. You know, I, I, maybe maybe that's a, a bigger reason for not only people to buy from, you know, trusted, you know, orgone creators. But yeah. you, you were talking about, Isaac, you know, people need to learn how to make this shit themselves so that they can make it with their own intentions. You know, oh, totally. Yeah, I it's agree. really simple. There's plenty of videos that you can look up online. I mean, if you just if you listen to this in the next 30 seconds, okay, I'll, here's what you need to make organite for yourself and for your family really fast. A muffin tray, go to the store or go to Amazon, pick up some epoxy, and then get some metal shavings from somewhere. You can buy it for 10 bucks online on eBay. And buy grab a couple quartz crystals either from eBay or there's probably a crystal store around you. Make 10 pieces, distribute them to your family. Boom. You're, you're increasing the energetic terrain of your whole entire family. I don't make a dollar and just go do it. Like it's, or if you want to spend 25 bucks, you can buy a pyramid for me, but also spend 25 bucks and make five pieces for your family. And then now you have a side hobby. You can go do whatever, go start gifting to homeless people or start gifting to your, uh, maybe there's a force area that needs some help around you or something like that. Yeah. I even have a little piece in my son's backpack. That mm -hmm. I, I, have him, I have him walk around with. Yeah. I'm an organite hoarder. <laughs> Greedy about it. Oh, yeah, I, I love way, it now. You mentioned Nico at the beginning, Matt. Nico's supposed to send me some. He's and now I know how people <laughs> feel when I say I'm gonna send them something. Yeah, right? <laughs> a little taste your own medicine. Yeah. yeah. Nico <laughs> is teaching me a lesson here because he was supposed to send me a pyramid like six months ago, it seems like now. And every time I talk to him, he's like, oh, I'll send you that thing this weekend. Oh, like, that was yeah. Halloween, Ryan. Yeah. That was hey, hey, Ryan, Ryan, this pyramid's got your name on it. Just send me your address. Oh, hell yeah, dude. I'll take it, man. I there appreciate you go. it. Awesome. There's also, um, I wanted to touch up on also, like, um, I think Organite is one tech. Uh, Tensor tech is a separate um, biogeometry using sigils. That's its own technology. And Dr. Ibrahim Kareem, I've studied a lot of his work, especially when it comes to dowsing, because he probably has some of the best information on dowsing. And dowsing is uh, a really interesting field for me. Like, um, if you guys are ever, if you, if any of you have ever grown up with like farmers or anything, you know, people would find water, water on their property or things like that. And I know when I was in welding school, because before I got into tensor tech, I was a, a welder essentially. And then tensor tech blew blew up a little bit for me. So I decided to ditch welding and just try to focus on this and try to help spread word. And I remember my um my teacher, his name was Manny, really old guy. It was his last year there before he retired. And he told me that um, I showed him my dowsing rods, I showed him the pyramids, I gave him some tensor rings and stuff like that. And he was saying he feels effects and he's just an old timer guy. And he was just saying he honestly doesn't know what it does, but he knows it does something. And especially when I was telling him about dowsing, because um, he said when he used to work on the pipeline that the company would actually hire dowsers to go out there and find oil. And he said that he repeatedly talked to the same guy multiple times. And he said that they, they would always find oil. And he didn't know it, he didn't know how, but he just said he knew it had to be real because the company kept hiring these people to come out there on multiple occasions. Just yesterday, I spoke with someone. I'm way out here in the country. We we drill wells, and yeah, just yesterday, someone was telling me that they had dug 
where they tried to drill it three times, three different locations, missed each time, which is very expensive. Yeah. You pay, you pay for by the foot, basically. Mm-hmm. And yeah, brought a dowser out. Boom. He found it. No problem. No time at all. Yeah. yeah there no. are free primal ener- like primal water uh, sources underneath every single person's soil that we just are unaware of. And that's the thing is like the like you talk like in the Bibles, the waters of the great deep, like those waters still exist underneath our land. And we are are not tapping into it intentionally. Like you have the call 811 before you dig. They're trying to tell you to call because they don't want you to tap into an infinite source of water. Like it's everywhere around us. You can use that dowsing if you start like clearing your intentions and learn however it, dowsing actually works. I, I, I'm not a dowser myself, but you like yeah. you can hire people to find this water on your property if you have yeah i'm gonna find some gold this summer i'll let you guys know (laughs) you know that's actually one thing that um i heard in mexico because um where i'm from silver is a big thing over there and there's a lot of silver in the land and supposedly some of the companies would actually hire dowsers to find minerals and i guess it worked because these dowsers would be hired out there and did you talk about what dowsers are sorry to interrupt People who would um like here's like one of my dowsing rods, just one of these. And essentially all you gotta do is when you go douse, is you would ask like point, you know, like point to my flashlight, and then it would just start kind of moving by itself. So what dowsers do is they grab two rods, they go to your property, say if you need water, all they're thinking in their head is, you know, find me a water source if they know how to do it right. And then wherever the water source is, the rod will just make an X. And they're like, drill here, and chances are it's there. Wow. Interesting. But you could ask it for other things, like gold. (laughs) Yeah, you can ask for gold, spirits. um, Oh, yeah, you you can ask for a lot. It's a language. It's a way to communicate with the spiritual world or the the, whatever the synchronicity. Almost kind of like getting into, like, the the Ouija board and stuff as well. Where it's... Which is freaky. I want. Can I yeah. ask it for a to hit a ten leg parlay for a fucking change here? Never <laughs> get more than like three legs in a parlay. And then if you guys ever um are like, I know one time, a few times I've done it on properties where I've gone to um people's homes and they've paid me to uh, get rid of geopathic stress. I will go and I'll um, use my dowsing rods and I'll find where these earth ley lines are and. It, it does the same effect as if you're finding water where they'll cross and you can just get um, like a copper staple and then put it there and bury it on your property and it'll correct the ley line wow. or the geopathic stress. And that's oh, one thing. Slim Sperling. Stress. There's a lot of terms here that I'm not familiar with at all. Personally. So geopathic stress is essentially stress on the earth, which um, back then it would happen around volcanoes and things like that, where, um, wherever there's geopathic stress, things things would not grow there. Animals would avoid it. It's pretty much bad, like bad energy for people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like it's like large collections of DOR, or if like literally the electrical structure of the Earth is going to be messed up. So like you have to put a grounding rod inside of it or something like that, essentially. And it yeah. cancels it out and fixes yeah. it positive. Yeah, essentially you're kind of correcting it and. There's people who, not that many, but there are some people who still do that where you can pay them to go and correct the lane lines around your property. And if any of you are interested, um, I believe I still have the video of Slim Sperling 
he actually was a master dowser and he was in a dowsing society as well. And part of making the tech is you have to be able to douse. So I had to learn dowsing and I'm getting better at it. And I know doctors in Europe, they'll actually use pendulums in order to see where people have like where something is faulty. And I know. Sorry. No, you know, and also getting into uh, dowsing. Slim Sperling introduced me to the dowsing rods and you can find polarities, find water, find, you know, things like that. But then also um, <clears throat> Dr. Ibrahim Kareem, he pioneered a lot in the dowsing field where it comes to um, the unseen energies where he would actually have dowsing charts and things like that. And he would talk and he would actually show um, he would call it BG3 when something is in proper alignment. And you would always talk about how if you make his symbols or the biogeometry sigils, you have to be in what's called the BG3 state or pretty much a state of love. And that's one thing he was always preaching about uh, energetic technologies is if you get orgone, if you get any energetic tool and the person isn't in a right state of mind, that it could decrease the power by half. Just, Just pretty much simply like, Things like that. And he would be able to find that out through dowsing. Seems pretty believable. Yeah. And on I, the, um, I, so I, I follow a, <clears throat> a, a similar technology to dowsing. It's called a uh, biofield tuning. And we use these things called tuning forks, which basically on a metaphorical level, you're correcting the ley lines in your body's energetic structure. And so your body has these uh, energy flows electrically that's constantly going through and by utilizing these tuning forks which carry a frequency so if i take this rubber mallet right here and i tap it it's 174 hertz frequency that i'm able to go and people who are master biofield tuners are able to go into somebody's personal energy field and get essentially downloads about traumas that have happened to the person and then they'll tell them these traumas and they'll clear up the energy within them and they'll almost have like a uh they're they're the energy with inside of them is going to increase and heal the traumas and the blockages yeah and also one thing is um for emf protection i would pretty much recommend tensor tech or orgone even like i'm working on pendants and like more jewelry and stuff like that just because it's more wearable but I know I've gotten lots of things where um, like, oh, should I wear EMF protecting clothing? And I think EMF prote- protecting clothing is pretty great, but I just don't think it's necessarily the greatest thing where, you know, say if I wear a T-shirt that's made out of silver, I'm still getting bombarded from, you know, my legs all the way to my head to my arms. And since, you know, we're made of water, the EMF still eventually carries its way throughout, you know, your entire body. So I think I think EMF protecting clothing is great, but I also do really recommend wearing tensor tech or orgone. Yeah, for that to completely work, the uh, the clothing wouldn't you have to be covered like head to toe? Yeah, you'd pretty much have to be in like a Faraday. Yeah, 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 yeah. and yeah. grounded. Yeah, and gra- yeah, and grounded. That's kind of like that's um that's pretty much um a lot of why I've studied into um tensor tech and um. Uh, biogeometry as well because i know dr ibrahim kareem he got hired by i think the swiss government or some sort of government in europe to clear out um electro smog i believe and he would do this with his uh biogeometry sigil plates and 
he pretty much gained fame in Europe just from that. And he, he kind of would talk about also how um, he didn't very broadly say it, but in one interview I heard, he said he was in some sort of society or something where they would talk, uh, where it was like an ancient Egyptian knowledge. And he, he was trying to bring, essentially kind of bring that out into the main public eye. And this kind of gets into like a little bit of like the realm of like magic and sigils and runes and stuff like that. Mm. It's all fascinating, you know, I mean, it's and, and, you know, I'd love to go on for a couple more hours, but honestly, I gotta, I gotta jump off here in a few minutes. Do you guys have any, any final words you want to get out there? Chris, I'll let you go first. Um, I would say everybody should do their research. I would say, uh, research. If you're skeptical of Orgone research, Wilhelm Reich, um, uh, Don Croft is a good one to research. Um, Ken Rolla, he's a really amazing figure in, in that community who he's a lot more quiet, but he definitely has some of the best info I've seen at least come out about pyramids. And in terms of um, tensor rings, if you need someone to get tensor rings, I make tensor rings. I don't necessarily recommend Slim Sperling's wife because she does continue making it. But she makes them at a very, I'll say, unaffordable rate where usually something like this with her would probably run you a few thousand dollars. And I charge 475 with the SP inside where you can control it. But with her, I think it's roughly like almost four grand. Wow. <laughs> so hustle. Yeah. Yeah there's, yeah. yeah. there's a big there's a big price difference. I'll say that. And yeah, the name helps, up. you know, I mean, obviously she's yeah. working off the name a little bit, but wow, that's a huge difference. Yeah. Like this device she has on this, this one is worth 10 grand on her website, <sighs> but, and then she, she also doesn't really go public with the fact that her husband was essentially trying to show people that these were acoustic air cleaning devices and how he set it up in a grid pattern around this city and how running his famous what he called slim spurling frequency he was able to clear out the the air pollution and i think he said in a matter of a i think quote me if i'm wrong ryan i think you might be a little more in touch with the info again um like an hour what what about it sorry um you remember reading the passage in the book where he's talked about the denver brown cloud experiment how he cleared out the air pollution within a few hours i think yeah, I can't remember the time. Yeah, but it was a few hours essentially. Quick, it's quick. <laughs> yeah. We didn't we didn't even talk about cloud busting really in depth here, but this is this is quick. It can happen quick. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing. Where where can everybody find your work, bud? Through Instagram right now. I actually was debating on quitting making the tech for quite a while, so I didn't I I almost have my Shopify pretty much set up, but I was pretty much just planning on like hightailing it or just kind of just dropping it and possibly teaching a few people here and there. But yeah, but you're still doing it. Yeah, I always I always find a way to it always finds a way to reel me back in because I almost feel um I almost feel shitty if I don't teach people or at least let people know because I feel like a lot of the knowledge really just stumbled upon my lap. Because I got really lucky and 
someone who's been making this stuff since like 2008 just so happened to teach me and I'm I'm the second person he's ever ever uh, he's ever taught how to make tensor tech because it looks and, like you're in the place you're supposed to be in and I just got to say we we need people like you Isaac yeah. was saying earlier you should make it I'm saying in my head stop it Isaac I don't have time for this I'm happy to pay <laughs> pay somebody who knows what they're doing and who cares honestly Right. I got sucked into the health business too, Chris. You know, I know it can be kind of overwhelming and, you know, it might not be 100% what you want to do, but helping others at the end of the day is the most uh, rewarding thing. And uh, point being, I know that I'm a trusted source for nutritional information and it matters. It matters because there's so much junk out there. There's so much junk information and there's so many junk products. And especially in the realm of energy products, there's tons of junk out there. So we absolutely need people that we can trust. And it looks like you two are trustworthy young men and i think you should continue in this at the very least as a side hustle because i don't know about you but you're uh, for me my conscious won't even let me leave the business even when i want to you know yeah. so i think you're kind of stuck here and you got to make it work yeah i agree i i was thinking about quitting but then i was just like man like there's there's just there's only a handful of people that actually make harmonizers and pretty much actually make powered harmonizers and that can really like break down how some people would use frequency generators and how their acoustic sound devices and things like that. So that's part of the main reason why I'm continuing, but I'm also eventually going to be teaching people how to make the tech because there's not that many makers and I feel like it should be something that more people make. Absolutely. And, and I think, you know, your knowledge of it is so vast. You present it so well that, yeah, this is kind of your calling, like Ryan was saying. I think I think you got to do it and at least pass it on, and mm -hmm. you know, do justice to some other people and let them have it also. Because hey, we're all in this thing together, and and who knows, you may spur on the next genius in this field. You know, mm -hmm. it, you never know. So and you guys are both so young, and you both do speak very well about it. You're obviously both very researched about it. You seem to agree with most of your research, so it's led you basically to the same place. So you guys are way ahead of the curve. I really didn't start getting my stuff together until I was 29 and launched online. You know, it was a hobo for most of my 20s. So you guys are way ahead of the game, already learning how to speak, already doing the research, already getting yourselves into business and learning the ins and outs and learning the numbers that you really need to sustain yourself and all this stuff. If you continue on and uh, fully mature th into this, I think you could do some great stuff, including even if you don't come up with anything new, just spreading the word about what's already being done. But you guys are the ones that have a chance of coming up with something new, not us old guys. You know, it's, it's you guys who are really, really into it when you're young. You know, it's most people's dream to be able to follow what they were into at the time in their lives that you guys are at right now. Most mm -hmm. of us weren't able to do that. So if you can push through the difficulties of doing what you're doing, because you will get pushed back and all that stuff, I think you'll be an absolute great resource and you might even discover something new or uh, some new way to amplify all this or build on all this stuff that's already been done. Yeah, I agree. And I think one next step I really want to try to take into is um, I I got a few doctors lined up that said that they'll do blood test trials with me and other water test trials with me with the tech. But I'm also really interested in seeing like what tensorings will do to oils. Cause you know how, um, Ryan, you, you're the one who pretty much taught me that once oils hit air, they start oxidizing. Or if you leave a bottle of olive oil open, it just starts radically, you know, oxidizing fast. So I would love to see some sort of test being done with it because if 
you know, just a simple tensor ring can help reverse some of those effects or do do things any like anything that can help. I would really like to see that, especially with supplements. It is interesting. We know energy affects water. We've <laughs> talked about, you know, Dr. Emoto on here before. And uh, mm. most audience will know that. So, yeah, I don't see why not. I don't see why it couldn't have uh, some effect that would most likely be positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably in delaying the oxidation itself, I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Well, Chris, thank you so much, my friend. And I definitely would love to have you back on sometime and and, mm-hmm. and talk some more, dive deeper into this. So thank you. Yeah. Thank Isaac. you for having me on. Yes. Oh, my pleasure, my friend. Isaac, where can they find you, brother? You can find me on my Instagram at uh, Oregon, the state, O-R-E-G-O-N dot I-T-E. Or you can find my website at www.oregon dash ite.com um couple of messages i want to say um what chris said earlier uh, he said how if you're not exuding the state of love or positivity while you're using organite or any type of energy technology it's gonna do jack shit i mean it's everything really matters at the internal state you don't even need a piece of organite to do all this work you can do it all within yourself but it i i like to say that organite acts as like a little you put a little bit of nitrous in the tank and it'll work a little faster and um however i i really think that everybody needs to focus focus on yourself that's all that matters focus on uh working through the shit that you're avoiding and that's the only thing that really matters in organite uh work everything i just say like my pieces are a symbol if you wake up every morning remember to love people that's all that's all i care about that's all i want to communicate to people and i'm trying to use as much technology as i can to help people realize to love each other as well but um we're it's it's a fight at the personal level for every single person um it we're going to change the world one heart at a time I agree. I love it. Absolutely beautiful, man. Kind of what Ryan was saying. I, I'm a big proponent of, uh, I kind of learned fast because I, at first, like, I like put myself in a debt paying for so much orgone and just distributing across. And then I was like, okay, I, I didn't go crazy in debt. I mean, I already got myself out of it, but I was just, you know, I found out about all this tech and I was like, damn it. Like I need to do something. So I just, I like I spent a few thousand literally just on materials and stuff, just spread it across and just gave it to people. And later on, I was like, maybe that wasn't the best move. <laughs> I bet I did some good. But ultimately, I kind of just later on realized I was like, damn, like if I'm if the only the best way to help people is really just help myself. Because if I think it's almost like um you can't really help anyone else unless you help yourself first. People are willing to pay for something that helps them. And then if you help enough people, you will be rich essentially. And you will be able to help many, many, many people. I used to be super poor. I now give away more. I'm not bragging. I promise. I now give away more each year than I used to make in a year. And it's awesome. It feels great. You know, I go down Christmas time with a sack full of presents like Santa Claus. It's amazing. There is no better feeling and you can't do it if you're poor. You can't do it if you're in debt. So, yeah, you you guys make good product. People want the product and people are skeptical about where to buy it. And you buy you guys have good prices. I'm lying here. Isaac, I have not seen your prices. 
Chris, uh, I know, has good prices in comparison. Twenty bucks, so it's not too bad. Okay, you got good prices too. Then it's reasonable. You're not gouging us. There's lots of people out there gouging it. You deserve to be paid for what you do, and you'll be able to help tons of people with that money. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and uh, yeah, knowledge in the wrong hands doesn't do any good. I mean, technically, you, you could use an organite pyramid for bad. Everybody used to tell me that like this doubles as a home invasion weapon. You pick it up and you can bash someone's head in because it's sharp. <laughs> and so like. That, yeah, te- technically, like, just make sure that you're just uh, make sure that you're positive and just that's all that really matters. Yes. Don't break into people's houses. Karma will get you anyways. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But Ryan doesn't yeah. believe that. And that's OK. <laughs> also, karma. Before... No, yeah, I was thinking like when he's saying like, you know, someone using a pyramid coming to my house, they're going to get shot. You know, <laughs> it's not going to work out. <laughs> so, yeah, man, not I, a very good was... weapon. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and then also, uh, not to get sidetracked, but um, after the show, if you guys want to message me, I'll send you guys out a free AccuVac coil, which um, one side is pulling in negative energy and one side is pushing out life force energy. And I've sold these as just pure healing modality tools. And I can feel the energy on them. Like one side, you could feel like there's a pulling and the other side would be a pushing. And so it's like magnetism. Essentially, but th- this is essentially the premise of this is like a vacuum cleaner. That's awesome. I mean, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with Reiki. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is essentially the same thing as Reiki, but it would be a tool. Okay. That's wow. awesome, man. Well, thank you. I will definitely yeah. take you up on that offer. That's beautiful. Yeah, and I, this is probably the number one product I've shown my friends who, um, like my friends throughout high school that I sometimes still talk to, or they're just interested. And I'm just like, here, just take the coil and, you know, really, you know, feel like, try to feel everything. Like I just tell them like really go into like a quiet space in your mind and just kind of like hover it and just try to feel. And most of the time they can actually feel stuff. Hmm. That's That's, interesting. That's really interesting. Cool. Yeah, well, you guys had Matt from uh, Cultivate Elevate on here, right? With the electroculture, talking about electroculture. It's like oh, electroculture yeah. for humans, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. essentially, for seventy to eighty percent water. Yeah, and uh, it always all this technology usually benefits all life, no matter what it is. Like electroculture, it probably would benefit humans if you're around it too, because you're also in a grounding environment. But like, just like or, this organite, like it, it's helpful to humans, but also you can put it in your, um, like you garden. were saying at the beginning of the podcast, you can put it in your garden and it will crazily boost the health and the, the health of your plants, but it also increase the speed of the growth of plants as well. And it's like, yes, you can get so much more volume just by tossing a $25 puck inside of the, garden yeah i don't know if you can see i love showing off this plant because at one time it was just two leaves and now it's just full all the way around and all i did different was a little bit of electroculture and a pyramid and an orgone that's it and And, oh no sorry i was just gonna say um i know ryan you did the tensor ring test with the wine and that was pretty interesting yeah, it can change the taste of the wine. For some reason, it's really easy to taste in wine. I really only drink water or supplements, and I couldn't tell the difference. But with you, you wine, can I also do this with uh, with organite in water as well. I I did a random control trial on my wife, and I charged a a, a glass of water with an, a cup of organite, and I gave it to my wife, and she's like, "What did you do differently to the water?" And I'm like, "Oh, I charged it with organite." 
And uh, so you you can also taste the difference with that. Now I keep the tensor ring around my weed, to be honest. There you go. <laughs> Price possession. <laughs> actually, uh, funny enough, I actually had a friend who he makes tech on his own. He made a little joint holder for this, or he would put his joint in here. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah. Oh, man. That's funny. I, I right, make, what do you... Uh... Oh, go ahead, Isaac. So I was like, I was gonna say, I make charging plates, and uh, these charging plates also people have bought just to charge their joints on and stuff. It's pretty common. <laughs> you gotta charge them. Who knows what kind of energy has gone into those plants? Not everybody oh, yeah, is, sure. especially yeah. the the manufactured stuff. You know that you get mm -hmm. dispensaries and everything. Oh yeah, like oh, yeah. I, I I charge all all my cannabis on the with the organite. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do it now, man. I'm gonna be visiting your page after this to stock up. <laughs> I know one thing that's pretty interesting is um, there's a Twisted Sage. He was actually he's kind of one of the more prominent figures pushing out Tensor Tech. But some things I disagree with where he says chemtrails are a local reality. And I don't I'm not sure if he's a big believer of it. But um, other than that, I know he said he was trying to work with Tensor Rings to possibly reverse GMOs, that which which for me that kind of spiked my interest because i know people will talk about how tensors can actually help with like dna healing and things like that and restructuring water and so i i would love to see more about um possibly reversing gmos that would be a, a real interesting test definitely definitely ryan what do you got going over in not us and friends hey, you've been putting out some great episodes my man yeah, I've been trying to get consistent this year, really cracking down. I've been on every Monday schedule, hoping to kick it up to twice a week as well. I think the quality is getting a lot better. I think I've finally hit the groove. I said that a few weeks ago, but it's still new here. Finally in the comfort zone of broadcast media here. And yeah, it's been good. Chris was on recently. It was a, it was a great episode. I think more people need to know about this subject. And so that fighter jet stuff, the, the outer coating, I'm interested in that. I want to get some of that for my car. Got to look into it. And yeah. uh, for the face off here, Ryan, I think both our guests did very well. And I, I think they're both winners. I think everybody's a winner here I today. Mm -hmm. No humiliating defeats or anything like that. So, oh, yeah. All love you to know. all my podcast brothers. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. good. All in all, everyone can find everything that I do on my website, notusbooks.org including my podcast, Notice and Friends, spelled not us once again. Oh, and Ryan, by the way, I actually met a scientist um, who he actually, I was telling him about RAM and Orgone, and he just kind of was like baffled. He was like, holy shit, I used to, you know, I used to deal with the uh, RAM, with the RAM coding, and he said that his military friends actually coded his car with the RAM material, and that cops couldn't actually uh, find out what speed he was going at. Woo. There you go, Rye. That's a feature. Life <laughs> hack. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember he was telling me, he was like, man, he was like that. He was like, that shit was crazy. He was like, I didn't think it was like that good. I'm just concerned it might cost more than my car. But yeah. Oh, definitely. It's worth more than any of our cars for sure. Jeez. Well, I think all, I think the way they make it is essentially like, epoxy resin and lead and sh and i think shungite yeah and i know they use graphene there's definitely graphene in it yeah i'm gonna look into it 
Go for it, Rye. <laughs> right, what do you got going on Dangerous World, my friends? Same old stuff, man. Yeah, it sounds like, uh, you know, you have a $30,000 car or whatever. You can throw, you know, a quarter million dollars in this paint on it, and it'll it'll hook you up, dude. So it's worth it. <laughs> I think it's healthier just to not drive as much. Probably. Yeah, Probably. at a bike. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, no, just doing the same stuff over here, man. It's it's real tough to to put out the weekly episodes. You know, used to put out a ton of content. But uh, we are doing the news show. We're trying to do live uh, you know, showings of that as well, experimenting with that a little today. And it's fun, you know, lighthearted. Like news. it, dude. I was on there, man. I was loving it. Yeah. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah. We're going to try and get it over to my Instagrams because I have a few more followers than Ghost and stuff. So we'll see how that goes. But it's fun. Um, that's that's the one that's guaranteed at least one a week. And then, um, you know, going to try and revisit the um, the uh real illuminati bloodline families those 13 weird families that are deeper than the rothschilds and all those that's oh, yeah. my stuff man i love the secret society shit like that so that's your bread and butter that, man that's what i'm up to dude that's what i'm up to working a ton though lots of yeah, stuff that's the thing work gets in the way that sucks <laughs> yeah like the 13 uh bloodlines and yeah i remember i was hearing um a lot of people talk about that or at least through like um that podcast veritas i heard a lot of his um interviewers talk about it or decent amount yeah, yeah it's two one of different those things. sets two different sets of 13 bloodlines and the the one that i'm trying to look into more are like the old italian bankers and oh yeah and, you know spanish royalty and things like that not the the rockefellers and rothschilds that's what, that's what santos Bonacci pushes yeah is the orsini's you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah, whereas like you know, you're getting like the CIA. It's on the CIA's website. The other thirteen families, yeah, the actually, Coburgs and all them, um, yeah, the Duponts, all that yep. shit. So, but yeah, man, um, having fun. Check out BKFC. I will say that, dude. We're we're growing like crazy over there, and that's going to be a fun thing to be. A you part got of. you got a lot of UFC coming up. I think there's something like every week now till April. I got a lot of UFC to to bet on, yeah, and then <laughs> just you know writing the articles over there with uh, with BKFC. It's uh it's fun, man. It's it's taken a lot of my passion and a lot of my time for sure. But oh it's, yeah, it's cool. Oh sorry, before we head off, I just wanted to make sure you guys knew this. Probably one of the most deep end topics I've gotten into lately. The book is called Holographic Universe, yes. and it's written by Pierre Sabak. And he talks about angels and UFOs being tied in together. And he also he also uses etymology to pretty much sync all of it together. And he I think he said it took him 14 years to write one of his books. But the topic is so deep that it's definitely not for your average like researcher. You have to really study it for hours and take notes and really try to understand because he goes honestly too in depth into it so we're gonna wait for you to report back yeah (laughs) because it sounds like it's out of our league (laughs) it's 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 definitely a like a in very very deep read but it's a lot of good information that he's probably the only one i've seen push stuff out like that oh yeah what are you up to matt what do you got going on uh, nothing, dude. I'm busy with work, my son, all that fun stuff. I'm trying, I'm in the same boat as you. I'm trying just to find time to get some content out. I'm doing this obviously every week. This is my favorite show, but, uh, yeah, 
No, not not a whole lot. I got a couple things I might want to work on. I don't know. I, I I can't focus either. That's my other problem. Well, dude, it is hard. Even this show, I love doing this show too, and it's hard for me to sit down. You know what I mean? Because like, yeah. there's always something else I could be doing lately. Which you know, it's 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 a blessing and a curse. But uh, yeah, I've yeah. been ordering a ton of books and just can't sit down and crack any of them open. Or I get into like ten pages and then brain fart like you're saying get distracted so yeah dude it shows the the different level of intelligence that you have versus me because i'm spending my extra money on ninja turtles and autographed ufc cards <laughs> 1990s ninja turtles dude i've got a good collection going right now so, uh also yeah, i just bought a couple copies of uh 1984 like some older ones trying to see cool. what the differences are over time mm-hmm. so yeah just fun stuff hey but Guy, anybody that's listening, do me a favor. Go check out the show notes. Check out these guys' websites. Go support them. Great stuff. I'm going over after the show to hit both their theirs up, and uh, we'll be placing some orders tomorrow because I got to get some more of this stuff. I'm I'm addicted to it. So, needless to say, guys, thank you so much. Everybody, stay strong. Question everything. wars of the late 1800s with his arch nemesis Thomas Edison over which current to run through wires newly powering cities and world fairs alike. Nikola Tesla was determined to demonstrate the capacity to transmit wireless electricity freely by way of his copper coiled towers connecting a circuit between heaven and earth between sky and ground drawing energy from the extant and omnipresent ether. The question I am raising is, did the ancients and ancestors know the secrets of the electric universe and weave into the fabric of their architecture, sacred and otherwise, this gnosis, rooted as it is in the teachings of the esoteric and alchemical, the principles of principles and sages, Did advanced old world buildings made of charge producing piezoelectric stone shaped into sacred geometric self-similar fractal forms and gilded with charge conducting precious metals on rooftops, domes and spires with their towers, peaks, bells and organs still intact vibrate with life, lifting the spirit and consciousness within its occupants while projecting outwardly through cymatic portals of stone and prismatic leaded glass, itself a silica cousin of quartz, as sound waves rippling ever outward into the air, like light stirring up the ether, illuminating a path homeward to the divine. And if so, then we as spiritual beings having a physical experience belong to this architecture, imbued as it is within the boundless limits of natural law, perhaps even more than it belongs to us.